Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Season 4の準備をしなさい。Preparati per la stagione 4. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea Butter and Popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea Butter and Popcorn with Taj and Chels, Season 4, Episode 16. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the podcast where your neighborly film fanatics review our favorite films and shows. My name is Chelsea, aka Chels. Singer, actor, blogger, podcaster, and all around movie lover. And I'm Tajiana, also known as Taj, actor, filmmaker, lover of black stories, black narratives, black everything. Welcome or welcome back if you have been here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you have been streaming. Hello, welcome. Yes, week to week, Yana. <laughs> Quick, quick, tell us, tell us the order, the chronological order of all the episodes we've done. <laughs> right. Quiz. Right now. Season one. What was the episode that we did during the week of March 16th? Oh, no, I would fail that myself. And that's horrible. <laughs> I have the worst memory ever. So I don't I I hold so anybody、bad. accountable to memorizing anything. I wouldn't remember what it was. <laughs> I can barely remember my lines. It's fine. No, for real, your lines. And then, like, what to say and do, and like, huh? What? <laughs> It's harder than you guys think. <laughs> What a mess. It's so, it's, yeah. It's hard out here. It's hard out here. But y'all don't understand the pressures $54 million come with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Shout out to Jerry Maguire. Oh my God. Okay, so it is time for true crime. Ha ha ha. Yes. The thing is, you had to have a good reason to kill a made guy. I mean, you had to have a sit down with the bosses. If you didn't and you didn't get the okay, then you would be the one who got whacked. I love this movie. I love this movie. Oh my God. It's so good. Funny how? How am I funny? Like, I amuse you? Do I make you laugh? What, what, what's funny about me? Funny how? Y'all, I'm talking about good fellas. If you didn't know, now you do. Oh my gosh. Uh uh uh. My favorite. That scene also was improvised too. Fun fact. Goodfellas 1990, directed by Martin Scorsese, available on Netflix, baby. I love this film. It received a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. 93% of Google users enjoyed this film. The true story, it's so wild. This is a true story. It's about true crime. Y'all, this week is about stuff that actually happened. You have a young man named Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta, grows up in the mob and works very hard to advance himself through the ranks. He enjoys his life of money and luxury, but is oblivious to the horror that he causes. A drug addiction and a few mistakes ultimately unravel his climb to the top. Based on the book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi, or Pileggi, Joe Pesci won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor. He's so crazy. He plays the bad seed, Tommy DeVito. Robert De Niro plays Jimmy Conway, Hill's other right hand man. Lorraine Bronco plays Henry's wife, Karen Hill. The sequence of how they meet and fall in love is so classic and adorable. It's literally one of my favorites in the whole film. I mean, he goes around telling her, 
he's a union delegate for construction. She's like, your hands don't feel like they're in construction. He's like, I'm a union delegate. It's hilarious. Um, and then she meets him and she's like, now you're, now you, you're, uh, you said you're half Jewish because he's Catholic. And then her, her mom comes out. She's like, you said uh, you're, you're half Jewish. She's like, yeah, the good half. Hilarious. Um, so good. He's like 21, this 21 year old hotshot kid with a bunch of money from the mafia. And actually that scene of their first date is one of the most famous tracking shots, according to mentalfloss.com. It's called the Copacabana tracking shot. One of the most famous shots in cinema history shows Lorraine and Ray walking from their car on the street through a kitchen into the famous New York City nightclub. It represents uh, changes in Henry from a young kid enjoying the spoils of the illicit life he's chosen. You know, he gets to double park in front of a fire hydrant. Everyone's glad to see him. They roll out the red carpet, roll out the table, center floor just for him and Karen when there are no tables available. And according to Scorsese, it had to be done in one sweeping shot because it's his seduction of her and it's also the lifestyle seducing him at the same time. Genius. It's also an evolution in a way because, you know, Henry starts in the streets at the back entrance and ends up in the front row. So even though the violence is very shocking, um, most of the films about the character's lifestyle, their personality, their interpersonal relationships, you know, and... um, who owes what to whom and it's like the grand pursuit of materialism and materialistic things that's what the root of the movie is about um also um the author uh, his journalistic background really helps Scorsese make it so real and have this realism in the film make it stand out you know showing this crime underworld um also they kind of cut down the violence even though it has a lot of violence they cut it down based off like what really happened of course for for tv for for movie um and every suit that robert de niro had (laughs) had a matching pinky ring as well um just to like kind of note to the 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 glamorizing of everything like that scorsese was really uh honing in on detail in costume design so he would tie all their ties and stuff and tie Ray Liotta's tie to make sure everything's just right. And uh, Ray Liotta got the role because of how he handled himself approaching Scorsese because they were at a film festival or premiere or something. And Ray wanted to go up to Martin and Martin's bodyguards were like, hey, back up, you know, and kind of put him in a chokehold. And he didn't say, oh, F, you forget you, da, da, all this other stuff, right? Um, he was really like, I just want to talk to Marty. and was so calm and the way he handled himself and was composed. Marty's like, he's going to be in my next film. So that's how that happened. Although Robert De Niro's role was supposed to go to Al Pacino originally. It was like very interesting. I love that film. Check that out. Hope you enjoy it. Next up is American Gangster 2007, directed by Ridley Scott, available on Hulu. So this is a true story based on the book by The Return of Superfly by Mark Jacobson. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91% of Google users enjoyed it. Harlem drug dealer Frank Lucas, played by Denzel Washington, the icon, rises to power in corrupt 1970s New York, equaling and um, surpassing the notorious mafia families with the reach of his empire. So on the other side of the law, you have the honest cop Richie Roberts, played by Russell Crowe, who dedicates himself to taking down the most dangerous man walking the streets. Lucas acts with impunity, smuggling heroin into the U.S. and the coffins of American soldiers killed in Vietnam. This film is really excellent. You have Cuba Gooding Jr. in here, Idris Elba, Josh Brolin, and Chihuahua Ilzabor. 
are all in this movie. Seriously. Copyright infringement. Just two words. Copyright infringement. If you know, then you know. Um, budget of $100 million, It made $266.5 million at the box office, so not too shabby. Excellent film. You can check that out. Lastly, this week, I'm talking about a very, very dark true crime film. Not dark because it's like mob gangster movies like I've been covering, but because it's really, really sad. Changeling, 2008, directed by Clint Eastwood, available to rent on Amazon Prime. So this one, I really can't believe it's a true story. Holds a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 91% of Google users enjoyed it. So set in 1928, Los Angeles, single mother Christine Collins, played by Angelina Jolie, arrives home to find her son, Walter, is gone. Five months later, after he goes missing, her prayers are answered when Walter is found in Illinois. But to Christine's horror, the boy who steps off the train is not her son. Authorities dispute Christine's claim, and her one ally is a clergyman played by John Malkovich, who sees the case as his chance to expose corruption in the Los Angeles Police Department and government. Yeah, the corruption in LAPD back in 1928. So what does that tell you? This film is so heartbreaking. I mean, they even put her in an insane asylum. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it. There's a lot of twists in this movie. It's very good, very strong acting. Please do yourself a favor and check this out. Had a budget of $55 million, but made $113.4 million at the box office. That is changeling. Those are my movies for this week. Taj, you let me know what yours are. I'm spooked. <laughs> it's, this is a uh, scary. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it's always, you know, troubling when, you know, talking about true crime and, you know, the, like how you just talked about the sadness of, you know, the stories in terms of like the reality of it and how, how that is portrayed um, on screen. But um, recent ones like Lost Girls um, that came out uh, this past year, um it highlights, um, oh my gosh, it's so sad, but it, um, and also this is why they're rated R. So if you're young listening to this, you need to, <laughs> um, and get yeah. your parents. Yeah. All but, of our movies this week are rated R guys. Yeah. This is a, it's a lot, but you can watch mm-hmm. Lost Girls on Netflix. It has a 73% on Rotten Tomatoes and 78% of Google users liked it. Um, Determined to find her missing daughter, a desperate woman launches a personal investigation that leads police to the unsolved cases of murdered sex workers. Um, And you guys know that Netflix has never been one to shy away from a powerful true crime drama. Um, And this um, recent one, Lost Girls, um, focuses on, you know, the suspected victims of a notorious Long Island serial killer. And it follows... Mari Gilbert, who launches her own investigation to find her missing daughter, Shannon, after the inaction of the police. Not a surprise. Her search leads to the discovery of over a dozen murdered sex workers, and Mari becomes an advocate for murder victims the world would rather forget. Um, And you can see the details of the case and um, kind of see how, see where the common threads are in terms of the um the true story and the on-screen adaptation and you know did they catch the killer what does this mean happened to mari um and so i'll leave that open-ended but um definitely um is also you know it's based on the the book 
A Lost Girls by Robert Kolker, um, where he recounts this hunt for the serial killer as well. Um, and it um, is basically highlighting the lives of the, there's five suspected victims. And so there is a lots of articles on the case. I highly recommend reading and seeing where the common threads are with the film. Um, of course, like I said, Netflix is not a stranger to this type of content. So um, feel free to watch that. Um, this next one, The Most Hated Woman in America. This film goes like this. The rise and ultimately demise of Madeline Murray O'Hare, crank swindler, iconoclast, and America's most outspoken atheist. Sounds very outlandish, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this came out in 2017. Um, it, it got a 36% on Rotten Tomatoes. The people wasn't rocking with it, but <laughs> 73% of Google users like this film. Um, like I said, this is also on Netflix. They are no stranger to these types of stories. Um, so the true story behind The Most Hated Woman in America, a very um, catching title. Um, with that type of nickname, you think that everyone and their mama would know who um, Madeline uh, Murray O'Hare was, but... Uh, since you're probably shaking your head right now with confusion, that's clearly not the case. So in 95, uh, she disappeared, but not so soon after. Um, so did her legacy. But once you see the film, you will ba- basically meet a woman who is impossible to forget. So um, it, it it highlights, you know, this life of this woman who um, is atheist, which I think is a very interesting focal point of uh, a film. I don't think that we hear uh, or see a lot of biographical drama films um, that highlight that in terms of like, um, you know, when a, a crime has happened um, or when something has happened to that person. Um, I think that, you know, it's it's definitely very, very interesting. And um, it it it's basically, you know, it's a dramatization um, and things of that sort. So um, I would definitely read up on those those details and um, see how that pans out um, as, you know, it involves the uh, basically the kidnapping of her along with her son and her um, granddaughter by three men. And so um, watch. I don't want to give it away too much, but um, <laughs> definitely um, highlights the, you know, religiosity as mm-hmm. well and those aspects. So go watch that film. Lastly, the very interesting one, The Bling Ring, also on Netflix. They love the content. <laughs> this came out in 2013. This one has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wah, wah, wah. And also 77% of Google users like this film. Um, <laughs> a group of high school students begin breaking into the homes of major celebrities to rob them of millions of dollars in clothes, shoes, and jewelry. Uh, this film... I was like so surprised because what like y'all gonna make a film about this and it's definitely uh it's more of a a satirical uh dramatization of a crime it's a satirical crime film and dramatizes the true events of this gang of you know friends who mm-hmm. break into celebrities' homes including Paris Hilton, Lindsay Lohan, and Orlando Bloom. 
And so, and it's a group of teenagers. Um, and, and I think that, you know, people are like, where are they now? Um, but calling them the bling ring, I think, you know, giving a very catchy name to the group um, who, you know, definitely, you know, not a, not necessarily a crime film that you yeah. suspect to see. So definitely an interesting angle um, that, uh, you know, is being taken here mm-hmm. um, and reading up on, you know, the, you know, the atrocity of, you know, having that, you know, amount of, you know, money, you know. And privilege. Like, it's not like they were broke anyway. And also, like, where are they now? That's right. They're probably this- creative consultants and public relation experts. <laughs> oh, no. That's, I mean, my gosh. There's like... You know, they it says, you know, they uh, well, R- Rachel, who's the, the mastermind behind the robberies, she served 16 months in prison for her role in the Hollywood heist. And so, you know, it's been a decade since, you know, it's passed. And she basically acknowledges it and was like, you know, as a teen, I was chasing love in all the wrong places. And by the time I realized it was too late, I was in prison. And so she said when she was in prison, it was truly a blessing in disguise. And the best thing that ever happened to her, because she said, you realize you can only trust yourself um at the end of the day and she said if I could do it all over again I would have made the right choices instead of the wrong ones they all have you know personally where they're you know you guys can read up on um you know the bling ring and where they're all at now but they all have different you know places of where they're at in life and you know different places of reflection um and just it's very interesting looking at you know them a decade later um after the time um that they that they served and um definitely is interesting way to kind of portray this film in a satirical you know crime film having that like element of i don't know it it in itself is almost comedic of like what it's just like a bunch of teenagers who go and like rob these celebrities (laughs) Um, and they didn't and so, get caught till whenever like what yeah and then like the sentences and you know being able to get away with stealing you know that you know roughly three million in cash and belongings and like all those types of things so definitely have to be very strategic and smart at that age I will give you that um but I definitely uh think that y'all should watch it they they have many aliases Hollywood Hills burglar bunch the burglar bunch and the Hollywood Hills burglars <laughs> and so um, well, why are you robbing in Hollywood Hills though because you know they live like somewhere around there like that right right <laughs> oh my gosh definitely definitely watch this film very very interesting <laughs> portrayal um those are my picks for the true crime uh movies so fun that's good thank you all so much for listening next week decade duty is back oh yeah we back ah! baby we're back i told you we're bringing decade duty back just trust us I said, we're back. <laughs> y'all thought it was going somewhere it's not going anywhere what we still got a couple more to go you know why because we're we're still in the 1980s we're all about the 80s y'all so fun getting closer yeah. to my favorite Ooh. 90s baby yeah Ooh. What? <laughs> 1980s so fun follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast follow us on twitter at shea butter pop on instagram at shea butter popcorn or individually you can follow us follow me at chelsea j music on twitter or instagram 
And you can follow me on Instagram at Tajiana Okechuku and on Twitter at Tajiana Tweets. Yes. Let us know what you thought. What's your favorite true crime movie? Is there something that we mentioned or something you want people to Yeah, let us know. True crime. What, what, which ones was based off a true story that we all know about? Yeah, that you would like us to share because we'll do this for you. Yes. And let us know what your favorite 80s trend is, fashion wise, you know? Ooh, yes. Let us know. Let us know. 80s is next week, y'all. Oh, yeah. Get ready for the 80s. Ooh, ooh. Yes, you wear the leg warmers <laughs> and the bodysuits. Neon disco colors. and skating. Right. I feel like we're definitely Bangles, going back into that realm. Right? <laughs> Bangles, disco, rollerblades, all of that. You know, the fun stuff, not <laughs> the sad stuff like the crack epidemic. Anyway, oh, um, <laughs> we hate it there. There was also that Reaganomics. I digress. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't all, you know. Sunshine yeah, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows, but it wasn't all Coke ads and, and McDonald's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh not the mcdonald's commercials everything looks so different back then like <laughs> what, a time. what a Michael time what a time all right see you guys next week Alrighty, bye